Good morning. First thing Friday so time for fresh fix. I am Simon Andrews and this is the audio version of my insider newsletter, made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Enjoy. Fix slash insider, Friday March 11th. New TV. Look at this chart showing the churn rate the subscription services have to contend with, proof that the industry needs a different offer. In this week's midweek deep dive on Newt, I looked at the moves by Disney to launch an ad-supported service and commented on the never-say-never quote from Netflix on their ad plans. I don't think they will ever run 30 seconds TV commercials on Netflix. They will continue to take brand money for smart brand integrations. Best example is still Stranger Things with Coke and with KFC. Or in a different way, Formula One. But they did test out a sampling service with older content available for free in India, briefly. Whilst that went away, I think that model makes so much sense for Netflix. They have a wealth of great content that is getting towards its sell-by date. A free service using this content and supported by ads is a great way of recruiting your next generation of subscribers. Look at how Amazon use IMDb TV. We also looked at sports and audio. If you know anyone who would like to read this let me know and I will share a sample. The focus on Netflix and ads is a function of their stuttering growth in subscribers and you have to wonder how another price increase is going to be taken. Getting everything Netflix does for just £7 is a bargain, but those on the higher priced options may question the value. But I suspect the access to multiple devices hides a significant amount of password sharing. There is so much energy and opportunity around Avad and Fast which I think is going to reshape TV. So I am pleased a new project puts me right in the center of this. I am helping an exciting new startup called Icaro, focused on building a global business around Fast, free advertiser-supported television. They have assembled a state-of-the-art tech stack, particularly around ad insertion, AI and multi-platform delivery. The core business model is to partner with mobile network operators and content providers to increase engagement and monetization. An initial focus on LotM has validated both the business model and the operating model. In Brazil a partnership with Tim, the second-largest MNO, and Grupo Record, third-largest media company, has driven significant revenues and innovative new content initiatives. A key part of my focus is designing the ad offering to be recognized as a world-class, meeting the requirements and aspirations of leading brands and agencies. I believe that if we have the highest standard in how ads are bought, sold and measured, we can achieve the best performance for all our partners. So if you have significant audiences we can help you improve lifetime value. If you have good content we can help you monetize it better. And if you are investing in new advertising we can help you make your money work harder. We should be talking. Merchant. This post by an Instacart engineer describes how they see the growth of CPG advertising on the platform impacting their product, creating your fully personalized grocery store. As more consumers adopt online grocery shopping, Instacart is an increasingly important destination for CPGs to connect with their target audience in ways personalized to each individual customer. One weakness of the merchant media is a lack of focus on in-store, where the majority of grocery is still bought. There are some offline elements to the media offer in Tesco and Walmart etc. but they don't feel very exciting. Maybe Amazon will change that when their in-store ad space gets going, it sounds more comprehensive than most. I am working with a startup focused on bridging digital thinking to in-store and keen to talk with retailers and CPG brands that are interested in innovation. If that sounds like you hit reply. Fast last mile is a phenomenon all around the world. Huge in China big in most European cities and growing fast in the US. This business model has gone global. Perhaps Amsterdam is a good place to look at the emerging problems with this model. 
Wired has a piece looking at how the juxtaposition of dark stores with Amsterdam's dense urban living is causing problems. Cantor says 700,000 Dutch people are using these services, up from 200k a year ago, and this growth is causing problems. The authorities are clamping down on the business by limiting where stores can be situated, a similar approach to that of New York we talked about in Merchant the other week. AdTech With AdTech still in a state of limbo as the industry awaits some guidance on what Google is going to do with tracking a glitch at a US publisher has got lots of attention. Gannett publishes some national titles like USA Today but also lots of local ones and it seems a problem in the programmatic plumbing meant when people thought they were getting the national they were in fact getting the local. It's as if you placing ads in the Daily Mirror but they were actually running in the Heckman Dwight Herald. There has been lots of analysis of what caused this and why it wasn't spotted earlier, but nothing really gets past the idea that this is a fragile system. The fraudsters exploit the complexity and fragility but it also affects brands and publishers when things go wrong. It looks like the Universal ID project is toast. Whilst it still has lots of backers amongst agencies and a Dutch firms the fact the IAB have decided not to handle the technical admin means it's dead on arrival. When our friends at Aret spoke a couple of weeks ago, they pointed out that the Californian privacy will unleash US trial lawyers to look for abuses and I think the IAB have decided not to step into that firing line. Of course it's not all doom and gloom. This analysis of the Amazon advertising business shows how healthy the industry is, when it has good data and good inventory. Social The influence of social continues to grow. The UK entrant for the Eurovision is a TikTok singer who picked up 12 meters followers during lockdown. And Pepsi and MTV have taken this a step further with an American Idol-style singing competition on TikTok, where the winner gets to appear in a Pepsi ad in the Video Music Awards. The impact of TikTok on music is now widely recognized. Approximately 430 songs surpassed 1 billion video views as TikTok sounds in 2021, which was three times more than in 2020, when over 175 songs reached the billion view mark. So it's no surprise they have got into the music business with Sound On, explained by their global head of music. Through Sound On we're going to organize the ecosystem of unsigned artists in a way that doesn't exist today and has never existed before. I think that's going to make it easier for artists to find their fans and then for labels and publishers to find those artists. The, industries, entire a and process, I think, will become more efficient off the back of it. Snap are nurturing a different sort of talent with an accelerator to make content for their discovery service with support going to 19 creators ranging from Neil deGrasse Tyson's Star Talk to London's Connected Set. Web3. Profile picture NFTs are hot. Fashion is starting to dress them, Vogue business. The record industry needs you to love NFTs part 1. Papa John's enters metaverse with free NFT hot bag drop. This month's frame, Mary Douglas explains how DAOs are disrupting finance. Taking NFTs mainstream, is it time for publishers to get non-fungible? FIP. How your brand should use NFTs, HBR. Plus plus. Tech, media and telecom 2022, our new digital reality, Morgan Stanley. Why Unreal Engine is a transformative tool for advertising, contagious. The Great Unbundling 2022 and Ahead, Benedict Evans talking at a Google event. Five companies that are successfully implementing are in marketing. Telco diversification beyond connectivity, McKinsey.